welcome to the podcast Psychodrama with Nomad Girl. It's me, Jansaya Ahmed Sadek, a nomad girl from Kazakhstan, and I do this podcast in a collaboration with the Psychodrama Association for Europe. In this podcast, you'll hear psychodramatists all over the world who share their experience and ideas. Our aim is to make psychodrama world closer. You can find the podcast on different platforms, such as Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, and others. If you want to hear more guests and stories, please support the podcast on patreon.com. The link is in the description. Your help means a lot. Yeah, today it will be like a special episode. Uh, about history and future present of PAFE. Uh, we have here Yakomen Hilbring as the chairwoman of PAFE now, and Hilde, you as a former um, chairwoman, right? Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. for 10 years. And it will be very interesting to hear some history how was it founded um, and how it started, maybe the hardships. Um, as I looked on the website, uh, it says that in Idiko Mavers, uh, she was, she got this idea to form and to gather people to make work together. Maybe you can um, say some words how you met with her. Mm. Yes, Eliko Mevas was my um, trainer in psychodrama in the first, uh, on the, at the first level. So I started psychodrama with her in 84. And she started to, to train psychodrama in Budapest in 86. So at that time, it was the first group in Budapest. Um, it's necessary to know that she was Hungarian and she migrated, emigrated to Germany. So for her, it was very, uh, she was very motivated to bring psychodrama also to Hungary, to her homeland. And um, <clears throat> And she started uh, in 86. And after she finished the first level and she started the second level, she realized that it's necessary to give the training a structure and not only to train uh, some people. And for that, she was a trainer in in Moreno Institute, uh, Überlingen at that time. And she asked, the institute, if they support her for for uh, giving a structure in in Hungary, and this was not possible from the structure of Moreno Institute. So this was the the starting point of her um, that it's necessary to have another structure and not. Uh, someone who is the owner of an institute uh, decides everything what is possible or not possible and uh, 
and how it can be. So for that, uh, she, for her, it was very necessary to, um, to initiate the structure of an uh, association. Uh, so that it's a board and some more people start uh, or some more people decide important decisions. And at the same time, um, of course, there were some more trainers who were interested in uh, teaching in the former communist countries and another person was Sonia Beloch. She started a, a little bit later, but approximately in the, at the same time, she started to train in Poland, in Krakow. She, was, she is an emigrator from Poland and she started to train there and they had similar topics. How is, how it, what is necessary to give a structure for, um, for teaching not, not only some people and leaving them to, to apply, uh, to applicate their knowledge or whatever, but much more to give a structure for, um, to create, to initiate some institute or association or whatever. So this was the starting point why at that time Psychodrama Institute uh, for Europe was initiated. And I was at that time, I was at the, at the end of my training and coming from Romania, I had the same interest. So I, I applied after I finished my training I applied, I would like to bring back to my home country uh, the knowledge of psychodrama and uh, at the same time after the system changed, after falling the uh, Iron Curtain, uh, people from uh, Romania, from the, uh, the psychodrama, no, the psychologic um, Association of Transylvania. They are, uh, each time they were very close connected to, um, to Hungary, they heard that in Hungary they, there is a training called psychodrama. And knowing that Moreno was born in Romania, so the people were very excited to start the training in psychodrama. And they were asking if some people come to teach or to train in Romania. And at the same time, um, two colleagues from, from uh, Budapest went to train in Romania in Turgumuresh, uh, Maros uh, Vasarhei, it's called in Hungary in Hungarian um, and I was asked to train in Romanian language because um, that I do not know Hungary, Hungarian but I know Romanian. So we started with two groups there at the same time in a 
Hungarian speaking and in a Romanian speaking group. Trainees were still in the first level group, at the end of the first level group, that we started to initiate there the first, um, the first NGO as a training association. So as I understand, the first aim of creating association was to make a structure for training and also to spread it to um, East Europe countries. Yeah, and another point was always mentioned, but it was not so in the focus. It was how to introduce democratic structure in, a, in part of Europe, which are not used to have this democratic structure. The structure from, let's say, from uh, above. I think it's interesting to hear what were the most memorable hardships while starting all this process. Mm. Uh... Okay, what, what was really difficult was that people was curious, also some people, uh, psychodramatists from Germany, they were curious, they went to show what they, what, how they train their topics and so on. But um, it was difficult for people to stand for two or three years to train continuously a group there and, and, to, and to work for the structure. This was really, because it, uh, I, I can tell how I, how, how I proceed in Romania. So for that, the first thing was to translate the statute of the institute, to translate it in Romania. And it's not uh, only a topic of language. It was um, also they had to understand what does it mean. So they did not have the, the images how an NGO can function by itself so because before everything was organized by the state and if some people, small, little people, little man or woman, she started to, to um, work on, a, on an important uh, topic, they could not imagine that it functions. They were willing to start and to change a lot, but uh, they, they did not know how, how to start or what is necessary for that. And for that, it was really important. For example, in Cluj, we initiated um, in uh, 94, the association, and this was the first democratic association, let's say, who had really a structure how to train, how to have, uh, what are the steps in training, what are the needs. So it was in a written form, it was in a in really, um, uh, so many other trainers wanted to get 
um, to apply for membership, to, to, to be members, because only because of the structure, not because of psychodrama. So they, they trained something else, but they wanted a structure. So this was the most difficult point, really, we gave a structure, we gave not only a training, we gave a hope, we gave also an idea of a net, because um, uh, as you know, we, uh, PIFE at that time organized every two, year, uh, two years an, uh, uh, a big conference. So the first conference from PIFE was 91 in Budapest at the at the welfare ministry, at the top of the roof of the, of the ministry building. So it was really, really amazing that people came and it was a, the first, um, I was also there. Um, and people came and uh, came for the first time in touch with the psychodrama and ministers came and realized what is it, what is it. And at that time it was really in, in Eastern, in the Eastern countries. Uh, it was a big, uh, not, not only warm up, it was a big start. And, uh, and of course it was not directed, the big start. Everyone wanted to start, but it was not, they had no indication where to go, how to, so if they want to start, where to go. Yeah, it sounds to be so big step. Yeah. And also it's like a ground for networking, right? For psychodramatists from all yeah. other countries. And when you mentioned about the Morenion Institute in Germany, as I understand, um, so before PIFE, there there was a Moranian Institute, but they didn't have such goals or aims? Uh, they um, had the goal, and of course, PIFE took a lot of, of the structure of Moreno Institute, from uh, uh, which we had two Moreno Institutes in Germany at that time. It was uh, Überling and Stuttgart, both uh, um, owners, uh, both presidents or owners, they were taught by Moreno himself. So they were in, in USA and, um, and they learned psychodrama by Moreno. But they, they, had, they organized a lot of trainings group all over Germany, so in big cities and they rent for that, uh, they rent rooms somewhere and uh, the trainers uh, connected from their, from their institute where train, tra uh, where, um, train the trainees in these cities. But the net was only spread in Germany. Mm -hmm. yes. and, and also um, the trainers um, 
were asked by the owners if they would like to train in their home city or or in another city. So it was a different different as an NGO who. So if you want to become member of PIFE or of PAFE nowadays, then you can apply. Yoko mm-hmm. Mien, um, would you like to add something? To- uh, yes, and I'm also, I'm very curious because I know in the beginning, Hilda, you were really uh, working in cellos and uh, under rough circumstances. And I wondered if you would tell something about that, if that's okay with you, John Saya. Yeah, so the conditions in Eastern Europe were really very pure. Uh, and um, I knew the people, the people were very warm and very willing and uh, and did a big effort. And, um, but the circumstances were really, really hard. Uh, I know that uh, the, in the countries, the, the situation were very different. So for example, in Budapest, they, they had m- much more better circumstances as in Romania or in Poland, was a little bit in between from, from the structure or, or from the situation of the society, of the life quality of the society. So in Romania, I know that uh, it was difficult to reach. I was at the beginning, either I went by car two days because I was working in Cluj, which is 1,400 kilometers from Berlin. Uh, even I was train, uh, I was going by train, the train uh, went 26 hours till close. And um, the situation was was difficult because uh, I was attacked in the train. I was was getting a witness uh, how people uh, people came into my couchette, my uh, sleeping. Um, I was, of course, I was alone because people had no, not money, and the possibility for, for traveling at that time was with a visa, which was really difficult. Um, and when I came back, uh, for example. Um, before Berlin, uh, some man came into, into my sleeping bag and I waked up and I was shocked. I was um, uh, shouting on them, what's, what's going on here? And of course they went out immediately. And then I was so afraid because I, I switched on the light not to get asleep again because I wanted to have control of, about myself. And then I realized that one, one people, one, one man was running through the, the hall of the train and 
some were running after him about 10 meters or 15 meters with a gun. So uh, it was like in a crime movie. Um, and after then, of course, I was afraid to, to go by train. So I asked all the time if somebody is coming to be my bodyguard. So as they could stay with me, I was staying always by, in houses of participants because no one could afford for the costs of hotels. They were very, very expensive. Um, and, um, and also, which was very expensive and which was really difficult was that the trainees had no possibility to find a room where we can have the training. And at that time, they switched off very often the heating. So uh, it was <laughs> often that we gathered somewhere and everyone had to take a coat to, to stay with the coat because it was so cold. And once they had no room and they had no heating and we had to meet in a cellar, in a cellar of a church. So you can imagine the conditions, how they were, but we had to improvise every time to improvise. At, and uh, what Ildiko Mevas, she went, to, she came with me to Cluj for for the approving uh, for the approving uh, workshop at the beginning. So uh, we so then the people want to celebrate that after we finished, they wanted to and and invited us to celebrate, and we um, met. So every everybody brought something to eat and we met in the house of a, one trainee and Iriko wanted to buy some flowers. And I said, no, no, we do not buy some flowers. We buy some cucumbers because it was such a lack of good food, of fresh food. So we bought some cucumbers and went as uh, went to the celebration and we were so well welcomed with our cucumbers what Erika did not could not imagine the situation so these were the circumstances we started at the same time the people were so motivated I know for for example the the uh, the most of the Romanian group members came to Sofia in 93 to the, to the second uh, conference. And before I invited them and I motivated them to come to the conference because it's close for them. And it was clear that maybe they, they afford it financially and so much more easier. And really 12 people came and they were staying in, in private houses of, of other Bulgarian trainees. And um, they were asking me all the time, Hilde, can we go? Because if you, can we go? And are we prepared enough? Are we uh, from our outfit? Um, 
Do we have somehow a standard? Can we show ourselves or have we to hide ourselves? What do you think? So, because for the first time, for many people, they were abroad for the first time in their life. So they could not, uh, Romania was very close, uh, a closed um, country. They could not travel, uh, even though in a, in a socialistic other country, it was not easy for them. So the, politic, the political need to get in touch on an international level for them, it was such a big thing and they came back very, very enthusiastic and then they started to create, to initiate the Institute. I should also mention that there should be a lot of eager and motivation to start and continue in the stories circumstances that you just said i think nowadays it's the whole another world yes we have a very different world nowadays yeah and after it has been a bit more stable and established if we move to the next decade right uh, after the 2000s uh, when you uh, had the PFAS, um, say you were chairwoman. Um, as I read, you moved the focus uh, more to a topic of Holocaust. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, and yes. So I was I was working with Yakov Naor since ninety two. Yakov was invited in 90, uh, 92 to Berlin and after then he was invited, I met him again in 94 in Sholgotorian, it's uh, in Hungary, it's a big conference and after then we started to work, after then we started to work um, as a couple together at the the uh, topic and people doesn't like it at the at the beginning so for me it was clear okay we are doing our workshop on uh, on conferences for three hours no one could say then i uh, not to to offer a, a, a workshop and we did it but we were not connected to Pife or Pafe. So this started in uh, 90, uh, approximately 97 in Germany, where some uh, colleagues of mine from the board of German, from, from the German board of Pife, um, asked me, why do you do such important work and do not connect it to PIFE. Um, and I said, I was not supported for that until then. I was, it, I was but uh, much more, a little bit blocked. So I do this work and I, it's not necessary to ask someone for doing this work, but I do it for my own then. 
and the the board the uh, Norbert uh, Busseheise. Uh, he was the the chairman at that time, and he said, uh, "We want to invite you and Jakov to connect this work uh, into Pife, and that then we offered the first um, workshop in Krakow and Auschwitz uh, connected by PIFE and by the Polish Institute, so as a cooperation. This was the starting for that. And afterwards, of course, uh, it was clear if we are doing in cooperation with the uh, Polish, with the Krakow Institute, with the Polish Institute, then it's necessary or it's uh, cert certainly or it's something um, really obvious. obvious. Yeah, it's obvious that we uh, connect it to also to PIFA Europe. Uh, I have such a question. How do you think, what is the biggest achievement of yours while uh, heading the PAFE for 10 years? I think the structure, <laughs> because uh, it became somehow, um, PAFE became at that time somehow a roof organization, an NGO, in which every country had um, their own national institute or in, in association let's say association because it's also the structure of association uh, and we we uh, worked in these 10 years a lot to make the connection of the national association to the international so to give the voice in the in the international board to make visible uh, what's happened in the in the countries uh, we did what i really liked a lot that we published once a year a newsletter and at that time people was not speaking so obvious uh, english so we um, initiated a newsletter with, to make visible how colored the cultures from Europe are. Uh, board, the national boards send the, their report in their national language and we translated it on the right side in English. So it was multilingual, let's say. So for that, because everyone got it in a, in a paper form, we send it uh, to every member and trainee could have them, the newsletter, which was um, to, to see themselves as a part of an international organization to have to face it. I guess uh, this was a very important thing to to give the feeling not only to initiate and to work, to give the feeling that they are part of international professional level, they are working on this level, and to feel that uh, they are as important as others. Nice. Uh, 
nowadays we imagine it all in website right and electronic yeah. translators mm -hmm. and that times it was printed i want to ask yakumin when was your first time when you joined the pfe conference or how did you meet I, I met Puffer during uh, a visit at FEPTO, the uh, general, the, the over the, the umbrella organization, or the parent organization. And uh, at first I did not know what they were. So uh, then I went to one of the conferences in uh, Vilnius. I became a member, yes, I became a member before I went to Vilnius because I am very interested in this international view and vision of uh, to belong to an international organization. That was really uh, where I felt my home because I've been trained in psychodrama abroad. And when I came back to Europe, I, I felt I did not have a home. And in, in the Psychodrama Association, I felt I found my home with other people from different nationalities. And also what is very close to my heart about PAFE is the vision, the world vision, which is very close to Moreno's vision of uh, trying to include people to, have, to, uh, to make, uh, make, make it possible for people to get access to resources. And uh, from the story of Hilda has been telling, this is really also what was uh, the vision of uh, Ildiko and uh, also I assume Hilda to, to, to provide this, even if they get, did not get paid so much for it, or maybe even without being paid for it, but they really wanted to have people um, to create this access to create a better world and more democratic world to make processes transparent. And uh, that's why I, I really full heartedly joined this organization. Mm -hmm. You became a chairwoman in 2017. Yes, and that was in Vilnius. So mm -hmm. I was a, became a member before, one year before, and then I went to Vilnius and then, um, yes, I, I felt so close to the mission that I really wanted to take on this job and responsibility. Also because I had been the president of the Dutch-Belgian Dutch Psychodrama Association for five years. And I, and I knew I had this experience already. So, and that I could, that I could, I thought I could carry it. Yeah. And since um, every period, every time in history has own challenges and uh, process, uh, Hilde shared with us um, the start, the beginning. Uh, if you would share some maybe critical points, actual topics right now for Buffet. Yes, we're still, of course, interested in sharing psychodrama throughout, uh, throughout countries, especially for countries that there is not so easy access to resources like uh, Ukraine, although it's better now, but uh, Belarus we started and Kyrgyzstan. Um, so we really also still, we're looking at Iran to see if we can do something there. 
just to 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 carry forth this mission of bringing psychodrama, sharing psychodrama, so that people have more get more access and also to create these transparent processes within their countries. And of course, it's maybe it's still idealistic, but we. Uh, but this is still the mission that, on the, that underlies uh, why we are still alive. And um, sorry, what was your question again? I got a little sidetracked. Yeah, so what is the actual topics now? The topics now is really to, to sustain, to be the parent company, uh, uh, to be the parent organization where, uh, where that we can still provide this structure so that uh, in Poland or Romania or whatever, wherever they can carry through with their certifications and their programs and that we are the parent organization. Um, and we are also the parent organizations for countries where it's not possible to create an NGO yet. So we hold that responsibility and then they get directly certified by us. So this is really our um, our main mission, mm -hmm. and of course now with Corona we have also started to become more online and to see how much um, we can accredit uh, online courses or online uh, study of psychodrama, and of course this is uh, a new challenge and it's also a new skill and. Um, we are in the process of, of dealing with that and to see also uh, how much we can do work like this. So we don't know where it goes. Yeah. Because what we want really is to have to become more that that organizations in, in the countries become more independent mm -hmm. and that they create their national institute so that we can be the parent of this national institute yes. and this is why we are such a, a unique organization because it does not exist in any other place this is really the combination of a holding space for those where they cannot have the direct certification in their own countries and at the same time the parent of national institutes uh, who have their own certification process. Yes. So this is what makes us very special. And also you said that despite the name of the association, it's called Psychodrama Association for Europe, you don't limit on Europe, right? And you want to help um, countries like you said, Iran, Kyrgyzstan. Yes. So for example, if I would like someday initiate um, association or institute in Kazakhstan, then PAFA can be helped, yes. right? Yes. yes, yes. At that time when it was founded, Europe was so big and so different. For that, it was really, really new. But now, 30 years, after 30 years, Europe has really got a small piece on the landscape, on the whole globus. And, the, uh, and through internet, which was at that time was not no, no internet. So um, the world is getting much more closer and the world is getting much more smaller and Europe is only a point. 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, a bit to mention about the um, conference in Berlin, hopefully in September. Uh, we we hope that um, we the conference can take place. We hope that since then people are uh, got their vaccine, so we can uh, um, we can have such a gathering and can book the the hotels are booked. Everything is prepared, and um, we are really excited and expecting this event much more as in other times because knowing that we the lack of personal of personal meeting get it really really very special this year riding uh, the name is riding, riding the waves uh, the waves in the stormy, stormy weather Yes. Yeah. Uh, the name was chosen before the pandemic, right? Yes. But it, it gets <laughs> yeah. so to the point. Yeah. Well, I, I, this reminds me of what my Sakurama uh, teacher always said: "Be careful what you ask for, but you guys, you can, you might get it." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to the episodes before, uh, I was asking. Uh, question for my guests what is psychodrama for you uh, but now I feel to edit the question a bit and ask you Hilde and Jakomen uh, what is Pafe for you? Oh Pafe is my home because in Pafe I can I can live the, the Romanian part the German part I can live uh, everything, um, my my professional life, my personal life. So I had I, I had a lot of guests in my house from uh, from Puffy colleagues from other countries. I uh, visit them. So um, yeah, it's somehow my home. Thanks, and for you, Yakovian. Yes, I already said it was like coming home, but it's more like my family. I really recognize so many people with the same kind of uh, passion and a goal and mission that it's, I feel very much uh, acquainted or it's like we recognize each other in a way. And I feel Puffer really, I, I had it at FEPTO, but this is more also because we are an organization that really, FEPTO doesn't do their own trainings, but uh, Puffer really also provide trainings. So this is where I find my family. Like-minded people. Thank you very much for sharing. And um, I believe that one hour is not enough to talk about everything, how it started, how it continued, and what is it now. But at least um, maybe some parts that people will find meaningful and get some more motivation to work for psychodrama <laughs> and spread it. 
Oh. I, I, I do want to express my gratitude also to, to Ildiko Mavers, who really started this whole idea. And of course, to, to Hilda as well, who, who, who held it for so long. So I really would like to say this, uh, yeah, express this gratitude towards yeah. them. This, I, I can uh, add it also that I'm very grateful that it's uh, you are working in uh, uh, and holding and developing for nowadays. This is really a, a big, big point. Thank you. What, what is, I guess, what is the red thread is um, our vision and our um, courage to do things also politically, uh, which not each time is welcome, uh, welcomed by, by the system. And I would like to also say thank you to you, John Saya, for hosting this and for asking us to, to, to do this special edition for as a podcast. It, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a nice weekend. Yeah. Thank you. And we'll stay in touch, stay healthy. Thank you. Thank you, Dan Saya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.